on 89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton, and it is wonderful to have a chat uh, to somebody who is doing some great work in our own city uh, through the churches in our city, um, but has got a remarkable story to tell as well. Hoda Ameri joins me via the wonders of Zoom. G'day, Hoda. Hi, how are you? I am doing well, thank you, and really looking forward to sharing your story with all of us today. Uh, let's start. Uh, you're not originally from Australia. You're from Iran. Could you tell us a little bit of what it was like growing up in Iran? Yes, sure. Well, uh, some, when someone is asked me this uh, question, my entire childhood is passed in front of my eyes. Uh, when I was born, my father distributes lots of sweets to every single house in our street because I was born healthy, even though I was born 17 days late and my dad was worried that this baby had died. So the exciting news that the uh, healthy baby there was born made my dad happy and he distributed lots of sweets. Uh, I belong to the middle-class family. Um, my father was a teacher, but he passed away when I was nine years old. Uh, we were family of six, me, my mom, two brothers and three sisters. Uh, and I'm the youngest one in my family. Uh, my sister and I uh, would play together and always have uh, fun. And uh, my life um, has been, had been normal until my, uh, the time my dad passed away. After that, everything changed in our lives. Uh, my two brothers become our guardian. So in accordance to Islamic law, they gain control over everything in the, their sister lives. Uh, my sister and I had to accept everything that my brother said to us and did to us. They were in charge of everything, even choosing a husband for us or choosing our children's name. And if they disagree with something we did or wanted, we had to accept whatever the brother wanted. This change left me with the feeling of emptiness uh, and something was missing in my life. Uh, I remember that around age 12 or 13, I used to practice namaz, the Islamic ritual prayer. And I read Islamic prayer, fasted and did other things and uh, try to find what was missing. Um, that's why I choose a different path for my life, even though this uh, has been hard for my mother. I said to her, I don't want to be like my sisters. I, I don't want to, my brothers choose the husband or they decided the pathway for my life. Uh, when I finished um, the high school, I said to myself, I want to be different. So I tried hard to enter university and I was accepted to study in another city called Mashhad, which was a thousand kilometers from my city. My home city was Esfahan. Uh, but in Iran, having the uh, academic education in Iran is normal, but studying in another city was not norm for the girls, for the Iranian families. Uh, my family accepted my decision uh, at the end, but my brother were disappointed. Uh, they didn't believe I would fulfill my plan and assume I would back home. But I finished my degree and find job and I made a new life for myself and after a few years I got married and left Iran. Mm. 
I mean, it's, it's, thanks so much for painting the picture beautifully because there's still so much more of your story as well. But what was the reason that you actually did then end up leaving Iran? Uh, yeah, we, we left Iran, um, actually, we left Iran to have a better life in the peace and freedom. Uh, one of the reasons I uh, left Iran was because I was in love with my husband, Kaveh. Uh, and I knew if we wanted to stay in Iran, we would, uh, we could, we couldn't live together peacefully because of the family tradition and the expectation. Also, Kabe's father uh, had been violently arrested three times, and after the Iranian revolution, the regime had ex uh, executed his grandfather, and the members of his family were considered uh, enemy of the state. And the political issue were exhausting him and he couldn't bear it, especially once he started to learn about the Christianity. Yeah. What was the actual, uh, I suppose, um, thing that started your husband getting interested in Christianity? And he started to learn about the Christianity when, when we, uh, he, he were in Iran and he, he actually found the book. Uh, this book is uh, belong was belong to his father, and his father find that book through the one missionary that came to the Iran, and he uh, find uh, that book and he started to read and sit in the Christianity. Yeah, wow, remarkable! Uh, just just that one book and that one person, quite incredible. So on the way out to Australia, I know that you stopped in Indonesia, and that was actually um, from your perspective if I'm correct, where you started getting interested in Christianity. Could you tell us a little bit about why that was the case for you? Yes, yes, absolutely. For, uh, for a time we live in Indonesia, um, we were in the midst of lots of difficulty and challenges and disappointment. And we, we were very hopeless. We got to know one Iranian Christian family there. And uh, I found that they were very different from the all other people I've ever met in my life. And they help us a lot in many ways. They, they show us the true love. Uh, they, they appear like a light in darkness and that light uh, grabbed my attention. Uh, I said to myself, I, I want that light. My husband, Kave, he began to stick out about the Christian faith uh, in, from Iran and, in his, and he started to read the Bible. And he spoke to me about that as well. As we went, uh, as he went on this journey, I saw that how his behavior is changed and how he became calm. And I saw peace come into his face and that made me curious about uh, knowing more about the Christ. Yeah, yeah. Um, could you tell us a bit more when you did end up actually coming to Australia? I know that you explored Christianity more yeah. after that as well. Could you tell us a bit more about that part of the story? Yes, yes, absolutely. When, when we uh, arrived in Melbourne, uh, I went to the church and, and find a wonderful, peaceful uh, way into my life and heart. Uh, my life, which used to be filled empty, become richer and more filled with the color every day. And uh, I was more eager to continue. My husband, uh, he, he is speaking a lot to me about the Bible, but it was still strange for me because I didn't understand and I felt uh, afraid. Uh, however, I, I saw his behaviors change life. He become calmer and I saw peace in, into his face. And that made me interested to know more about the God. 
I accept Jesus as a as my savior because he was bringing peace into my life, the peace that I haven't had experience into my life. After this, I, I, I did not feel emptiness and loneliness in my life, which I suffering for many years. And I started to read the Bible, pray, ask God to show me some personal experience. Um, some years after I was baptized, I decided to hold some Christian explain, uh, classes for the people who didn't know or didn't have any idea about the Christianity, but they wanted to learn. Uh, we were happy to doing this until one day I find one Islamic prayer, some, some Islamic prayer among my team, um, all the things that I have in my home. And I wanted to, to, to throw uh, those prayers uh, away in the rubbish. But I felt scared and remembering how I was, I was taught that destroying those prayers would bring uh, curses in my life. Uh, all my Islamic background has come back into my mind and a thought uh, come to my mind that maybe this Christian path is not the way. And I felt guilty. Uh, I asked God, God, please show me, show me the truth. Uh, I was so scared. My husband said to me, Hoda, you can't play in two teams. You must choose one team, God's team or Satan's team. <laughs> that night, I asked God to show me the right uh, path. And, and, and exactly on that night, Jesus appeared me in the dream. I saw him in the garden with people being baptized. He was standing beside the chair with the one hand, he holding the light and he reached toward me with another hand. He's looking at me and said, Hoda, I am the way, the truth and the life. That's the verse from the Bible, John 14, six. And he told me, follow me. Early in the morning after my dream, uh, we had a baptism ceremony, uh, which was in the sand miracle field. It was a down service on the Easter morning. And I didn't know we were going to have a baptism in the garden. When I entered the garden from the church, my tears comes because the garden scene looks exactly like in my dream. Uh, I, I will never forget the joy and the gladness of, of that night. After I shared this testimony with others in the church, I felt the Holy Spirit powerfully anointed me for the serving at the church beside my husband. Yeah, just remarkable. What, what an incredible story. We're going to hear more of that story as, as well as a part of the work that Hoda and her husband have been doing here in uh, Melbourne as well uh, with the work of that church. And also, I suppose, what how should we be thinking about uh, events in Iran, if we, we bump into somebody from Iran originally, uh, what's the, the best sort of conversations we should be having? We'll ask all of that with Hoda and more next year on 89.9 The Light. In conversation with Clayton. On 89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton. And it's uh, been an absolute privilege to already hear some of Hoda Ameri's story. Uh, she works with the Emmanuel Church here in Melbourne. We're going to hear a bit more about that in just a moment, but we've been hearing some of her story, uh, living in Iran, uh, moving out to Australia, uh, becoming uh, somebody who has said, look, I'm I'm actually not going to be a Muslim anymore. I'm going to be a Christian. And, and the following of Jesus, we heard that dramatic story of seeing Jesus in that vision, that dream that she had as well. Um, Hoda, when would you have said that you, I suppose, were truly said, now I am a Christian, that, that's the time for me? When was that? Yeah. 
I was able to truly say that I am Christian when I decided to give my life to the Lord on the day I was baptized. Then after my dream, uh, God filled me with the Holy Spirit and prepared me to serve at the church alongside my husband. Yeah, I would imagine that, you know, hearing your story and, and, and family, uh, hearing that you're a Christian and the various aspects of it. Was, was it hard to become a Christian with a Muslim background? Yes, it was. Even though I was an educated person, I had been taught and believed that everyone from other religion was unclean and we should not even shake a hand or eat the food with them. I did remember at the age eight, I asked my teacher, could you please tell me what God looks like? But the answer I heard was, it's not good. It's not good to ask a question like that. And I conclude that I must not, I must not ask such a question about the God. In a school, we were taught that Jesus, we call Esau, in, is one of our prophets. And people have a really high regard for him as a prophet. We didn't much learn about the Christianity in Iran, and we were not allowed. And the only thing that some people knew were that the Christian have a one book called Angel. And people, uh, in my opinion, that this is my experience, that people were brain, brainwashed in Iran and they do not have the correct information about the religion. And uh, Muslims were also taught and believed that everyone from other faiths were unclean. And if they should, and uh, people should not have shake a hand or even eat the food with them. And uh, I think all Muslims have only one option, which is Islam, and they have to accept that. And if anyone um, change their religious, they have to hide, uh, and, and that should be secret. And the government is very hostile toward the Christian convert, and they would face persecution for converting to Christianity. Uh, our prayer is uh, that there are many secret Christians in Iran at the moment, and there are many. And we, our prayer is that they will continue to flourish and on, even under the pressure and they bear fruit. Especially during these uh, two years, despite the lots of challenge, we observe that many people finding out about the truth and Christianity is growing so fast in Iran. Yeah, yeah. Um, you now work uh, alongside your husband, as you said, at Emmanuel Church here in Melbourne. Tell us a little bit about Emmanuel Church and who does it serve? Yeah, the Emmanuel Church was founded in 2012 uh, by gathering a few Iranian families who came together for the Bible study. Members uh, first attend the service uh, in the English speaking church with the uh, help of the help, help of the interpreter. And, and then uh, they had a Bible study on Wednesday night in rental hall, uh, hall. But gradually the churches grew and many people were baptized, which most of them, they were converted from the Islam. And uh, this gathering is grow and it was a really necessity for the church to start operating in Persian language. And there was a need for the relocation. And due to lack of the facility and sufficient space, we, uh, we uh, thought it's, it's really good to have a formal church. And we uh, moved to the another church. There was at the first uh, weekly service on Wednesday. But then in 2013, uh, church launched as a Persian service on Saturday and Tuesday. 
Yeah, wonderful stuff. And what's your role at the church, Hoda? Yeah, um, I, I am the Orden uh, in the Anglican um, Church as deacon, uh, and I'm serving as an assistant minister in Emmanuel Church. Yeah, wonderful stuff. Um, and it's it's just fantastic that there is this church that is very specifically uh, speaking from those with a an Iranian heritage to those with an Iranian heritage. And I think that's just wonderful that that's occurring in our own city as well. Um, more broadly, um, Hoda, I'd be wondering, you know, as Australians, I think we we hear Iran and, and often it might be a lot of fear that comes up. It might be a lot of, um, you know, oh, they're completely opposed to everything that we would believe, you know, an average Australian, those sorts of things. Um, how should we think about Iran in Australia and the sort of current situation that's occurring there? Yeah. Iran is a really beautiful country with a good people, with a good heart. But the current government has made many mistakes and wrong decisions, which in the eyes of many around the world um, had a, the negative view about Iran and Iranians. The current Iranian government and their decision do not reflect the view and the work of the majority of Iranians whose views are completely opposite to the current government. I think uh, we need more than any other time to pray for Iran and Iranian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I suppose final question for me, Hada, you've been fantastic. And we should say too that um, English is actually not your first language. So you're doing very, very well to, to be expressing uh, in English for us. So thank you for that. Um, but a question, question I'd love to ask is, um, you know, if I sort of bump into somebody in the street from Iran, you know, at times it might feel a bit awkward to what should I ask? What should I be talking about? Uh, what are the best things I should be having a chat with with somebody? Interesting question. I think salam, chaturi, means uh, hi, how are you? Yeah, great. So say that again. How do I say it? Salam, chaturi. S salam, chaturi. Yes, salam means hi, hello, and chaturi means how are you? Yeah, excellent. And should I be saying, should I be asking about what's happening back home or is that sort of a something I shouldn't be talking about? I think at the first it's good to just make a relationship, yeah, not just right. asking some private question from their back. Yeah. Yeah, sounds great. I suppose really like anybody, you, would, you wouldn't necessarily go deep on all of the things, you just uh, have that, which is wonderful. Um, final uh, question as well. Are, are there many people in Melbourne with an Iranian background that you're, you're, you're reaching? I'm, I'm assuming there must be a, a reasonable amount of people. Yeah, there are many Iranians. There are six Iranian churches in Melbourne. And uh, there are many uh, Iranians that they are not Christian, but our prayer that they will be Christian in future. Excellent stuff. I think I've asked two final questions. So we better leave it there. Oh, no, that's wonderful. Uh, thank you again for your time. Thank you for the work of the church, uh, Emmanuel Church here in Melbourne as well. And appreciate you having a chat with us. Pleasure. From Emmanuel Church here in Melbourne, Hoda Ameri, my guest on 89.9 The Light.